This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau, the voice of agriculture. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Have you filed your comments yet? The deadline to offer thoughts on an EPA proposal to allow summer sales of E15 and make changes to the biofuel mandate credit market is Monday, so groups are putting finishing touches on their thoughts this week. The plan would extend a regulatory waiver currently limited to E10 to E15. The path forward on the renewable identification number reform is less clear. The EPA is currently accepting comments on a number of proposals on things like disclosure requirements and limits to who can hold RINs. But some in the space don't see the need for any reforms at all. American Petroleum Institute's Frank Macchiarola says the EPA hasn't proven there's something wrong with the RIN market. We think this role is, is looking for a solution and has not identified a problem. Uh, we recognize that there is volatility in the marketplace, but volatility uh, is not problematic in and of itself. We see no evidence, and EPA sees no, no evidence, of marketplace manipulation within the, the RIN market. These are significant reforms that haven't been tested and haven't been given the time and analysis that's required to change something as, as important as this program. The reforms were added after senators raised concerns on behalf of merchant refiners who say RIN market volatility has taken a toll on their businesses. Machiarola says the EPA has already rejected that premise. I think it's important, don't take my word for it, take EPA's word for it when uh, attempts by some merchant refiners to move the point of obligation. Um, EPA was very clear both about the uh, the RINs marketplace as well as the question of, of cost that was being pursued by those who were, who were seeking to move the point of obligation. So EPA was pretty clear when they denied that, the, that application to move the point of obligation um, that there was no problem. I don't understand the, re- the reversal um, without any real explanation as to why they've, they've changed their mind. He says if the EPA goes through with the E15 and RIN reform rule, API will challenge the decision in court. He stopped short, however, of offering a timeline for how quickly a lawsuit might occur if EPA acts in time for summer 2019 E15 sales. But lawsuits in the renewable fuel space would be nothing new, and another was added to the list this week. The Advanced Biofuels Association this week said the EPA should halt the issuance of small refinery waivers until a pending lawsuit is settled. The group is seeking a preliminary injunction on the waivers and challenges EPA's methodology for granting the exemptions. Refiner spokesman Frank Maizano said the lawsuit was a waste of time that will not stop the waivers simply because ethanol advocates want to add another frivolous lawsuit. But if the lawsuit doesn't stop the waivers, Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley says EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler plans to be more careful with the exemptions. Grassley says Wheeler has made that commitment to him, but the Iowa Republican wasn't sure if any waivers are necessary given current market conditions. In fact, I don't even know why any waivers have to be granted. Because remember 18 months ago when the oil industry got this started through the Texas and Pennsylvania senators about how 80-cent RINs certificates were a big burden for small refineries. They were going broke, causing unemployment and all that stuff. And now these RIN certificates are down to 20 cents, so there shouldn't have to be any waivers. So far, the EPA has granted 54 waivers since 2016, with 40 pending for the 2018 compliance year. 
The share of the food dollar going to farmers has never been lower, according to USDA's Economic Research Service. According to ERS figures, producers receive 14.6 cents for every dollar of food purchased, with the other 85.4 cents going to post-farm activities like marketing and processing. The figure represents a 17% drop since USDA first began reporting the numbers in 1993. National Farmers Union President Roger Johnson says the number illustrates the challenges facing farm country. This one data point doesn't paint the full picture of the farm economy, but what considered in the context of depressed commodity prices, plummeting incomes, rising input costs, and deteriorating credit conditions, it is certainly clear that we are in the midst of an agricultural financial crisis. He says many farms can only last under conditions like this for so long. That's all for today's Drive Time, brought to you by the American Farm Bureau, the voice of agriculture. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.